The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, is brought to you by, well, of course, you. If you want to learn more about how you can support the show, go to patreon.com slash the arena underscore podcast. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Hey everybody, welcome into the Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, episode 111. I'm your host, Expat, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burleman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. How you guys doing? Uh, the weather getting colder up there in the East Coast, guys? Yeah? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Still <laughs> yeah, not there. It was bit. in the 60s uh, yesterday, which was yeah. nice. How about the today. leaves? I mean, are, are all the leaves changing colors in your areas, or are they already starting to fall off now? Oh, they're falling. Oh, yeah. They're fall- yeah. Yeah, same here in Japan. I mean, uh, the peak was a couple of weeks ago, and now mm-hmm. most of the leaves are starting to fall down now. So, yeah, you got all the guys out there. They're, like, sweeping leaves and everything, you know? So people working for the city and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I my, my, my next. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, in my neck of the woods, pe- most people just ignore them. <laughs> They're like, yeah, the leaves will fall off, frigate, too much work. Yeah, I'm back in an apartment now, so you know, they manage that for me. I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Although I had an HOA in Florida, so they would have dealt with that if there were leaves, which there aren't. So. Yeah. <laughs> I just re- yeah, I just remember when I was a kid, you know, like, you know, in San Francisco and, and, you know, we had we had trees outside, you know, and uh, part of my allowance money would be to sweep up the leaves and everything and clean up. So always remembered that. So, yeah, I used to mow the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. All that mm-hmm. stuff. Fun stuff. I kind of enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, we're, we're not talking about, uh, you know, allowance chores. We're talking about video games in this episode. And of course, uh, here in, uh, on episode 111, we're going to be talking about uh, Starfield. Uh, you know, uh, Starfield is a game that we're really looking forward to playing. Uh, Control 2 was officially announced. We're going to be talking about Control 2. Um, and then we're going to have a little discussion about crafting in video games and what do you think about that uh do you like crafting in video games we're going to be talking about that as well uh, as uh, of course our topic of the show we're going to be giving our forecast for console sales for the holiday season what console do we think is going to uh have the least amount of sales have the most amount of sales we're going to be talking about that and then of course our uh picks of the week for uh november 14th through the 20th we're going to be talking about that later and we're going to be talking, of course, uh, up next about the games that we've been playing this past week. But before that, here's a brief word about where you can find the podcast. Before the crew discuss what they have been playing, this episode of The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, in audio and video formats, 
We'll be going to Patreon in early access for one day after being recorded. So if you would like to support the show and become a patron at the entry tier one level at $1 per month and get early access to every episode in audio and video formats, exclusive post-show content in video format when recorded, as well as watch or listen ad-free, please visit patreon.com slash the arena underscore podcast for further details. Weekly on Sundays, the podcast will be uploaded to all free podcast services, where you can find us on any podcast app for iOS or Android, and in video format on our YouTube channel, The Arena Productions. For the audio version, just download your favorite podcast app and search for The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast. Subscribe, follow us, post a review and leave us questions, comments, and feedback if you like, if that feature is available there, and spread the word about the podcast. We also have a Discord called The Arena Podcast, where you can join and chat with the Arena Podcast community, and the podcast audio website is at thearenapodcast.podbean.com, where you can follow us and leave questions and comments as well. For all information regarding the podcast and our entertainment and pop culture-related content, along with our blog and forums, visit the official website of The Arena Productions at www.thearenaproductions.com. Finally, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Arena, A-M-P-G-N-P, as well as on Instagram at The Arena underscore podcast. Now, back to the show. Okay, guys, uh, I'll start. I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. I put about three hours in today. Ooh. Good stuff this game is beautiful uh the the story is amazing so far of course no spoilers i'm not going to spoil anything for you uh it picks up basically right where 2018's god of war left off and yeah i mean it's just there's there's a kind of a boss fight like right at the beginning of the game pretty much uh it's the same as the first game yeah and uh yeah exactly uh and bent uh yeah the the haptic triggers you can feel them obviously when kratos is uh swinging the hammer and everything and he's breaking down yes of course Burley, he's holding up his his you feel it better ones. on that controller yeah yeah yeah, yeah probably I yeah <laughs> i i have no idea but uh yeah i'm just using the regular you know dual sense controller but yeah i mean uh when kratos is you know uh cutting down a, a log or something. Yeah. You can feel the pressure on the, the triggers. Yeah. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun to play. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Atreus, he's a little older, you know, and you have your, uh, cool supporting characters. You have the head, you oh, know, that, uh, yes. That, uh, of course, Kratos, you know, carries around with him all the time. You know, you've got the two dwarves, you know, and of course they're helping with crafting and, uh, you know, crafting we're going to be talking about later on. But uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's like the, the frozen tundra, you know, and uh, of course the winter season, you know, is, is you know, almost upon us. So it's the best time of season to play this game. Uh, but yeah, the story is amazing in the beginning, even um, just between the father and son, just like it was in the 2018 God of War. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to playing more of it, you know, and uh, yeah, I did run into Thor, you know, I, I won't say anything else about it, but I mean, there's a lot of people out there who say, I don't like the way Thor looks. He's fat, you know, and just because, you know, because they're thinking about the MCU Thor and everything, but you know, Thor really, I mean, he's a, 
he's a heavy drinker and he, he drinks and fights pretty much. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, that's, that's all I'll say about, uh, God of War Ragnarok at the moment. So Carl, what have you been playing then? Well, of course I'm still playing Persona 5 Royal. Yeah. Still holding up strong. Still enjoying that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I'm just see if there's any new insights I have into it. I mean, I, you know, there is this sort of pattern in the game of like you have your target, right? You go to their palace. Yeah. And once you like initiate that that calling card event and you complete that palace, like because there's a time, there's the amount of days you have yeah. before like something's gonna happen that this person is gonna do something and that's gonna screw everything up. And if you don't do it before that time, right? Like it's bad. Which I assume, I don't know what happens. I actually kind of maybe want to look that up one day because I'm never going to let it happen because you have so much time. Yeah, you, you, you should look it up. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do want to look it up because it's probably really fun. But um, I do notice like the sort of a pattern of like if you do that um, early or if you wait, like you got a lot of time and you're just kind of like killing time. Mm-hmm. I do feel like, well, I mean, it's, it's not like there aren't things I want to do because I like the conversations with the confidants and all that stuff, but. There was a little bit of like, yeah, I mean, I guess like kind of just like wasting my time here doing whatever, like power, <laughs> leveling up, whatever, yeah. you know, like my personal traits or like my confident thing, relationships. Uh, but, you know, yeah. it's not, I don't think it's bad. It's just I am noticing a, a little bit of like maybe there's could be something more. And there's the mementos things if you do want to do battle and stuff like there's sort of like kind of like side quests for you to, to do. So anyway, mm-hmm. Um which are, you know, it's all very simple. There's not a lot to that, but it's entertaining enough because the battles are, you know, are good. Um, so the other thing, I did jump into something else really quick just to give it a shot, which was uh, Return to Monkey Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were talking about last week. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did it. I did do it. Um, and I, so I played it. I don't know how exactly. Maybe it was like an hour or so I played. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, then the next time, the yes, last night, I was like, "All right, do I want to play more of this?" Because already I'm like, "I want to go back to Persona 5. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't feel like playing this. I so you're like, you're play. like completely hooked on Persona Five. Yeah, I made myself play a little more, and I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe do like 30 minutes, or, or and I was like, nah, I'm going back to yeah. Persona. <laughs> Um, it's running, look, running around Shibuya, you know, and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Look, no, no, um, it's not yeah. Persona. It's adult Pokemon. Get it right. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So look, Return to Monkey Island is fine. Like it's not bad, um, mm-hmm. but it is very much like I don't know, just Monkey Island again. Like you know, like, maybe it'll get more interesting. It's not like I wouldn't play it. I'm, I'm interested enough ish, but like, I feel like there's the better things I want to play that feel like newer experiences. And this is just the beginning of this game is like, we're going to start for the secret monkey Island again. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, hmm. have we not done that? We're in the same town again in the beginning. And I'm sure you're going to go other places, but like I've been to these places. I've seen these people already. Cause I played the original, I played the remakes. I played all the other games that came after I, I played like every monkey <laughs> Island game already. So like, uh, several of other ones have gone back to that location so it's not like i'm like what am i doing here why am i doing this again and the writing is good but it's like a certain type of humor like it's fun but you have to listen to a lot of dialogue you know um mm-hmm. you know there's like fun like things like where the dialogue choices like you make a choice and you can sort of continue talking about it but 
and and it gets funny because you, you keep asking like silly questions but you know you have to be in the mood for that and and uh i don't know it's it's fine it's just like it's just more and it's the art style is fine i don't love it i don't love you know there's certain aspects of it that look really nice and there's certain things with the carrying models and animations that are like eh, it doesn't look that impressive or anything you know so, okay carl i have a question for you so yeah. you have persona 5 royal right mm -hmm. and you have stated decay 2 sitting mm -hmm. in front of you and you've played say maybe 10 hours of each one which one do you choose and why <laughs> well i mean okay like I, this is the first 10 hours i've ever played of either of these games yes well then i'd be playing persona 5 you know okay Okay. Uh, and it's just, it would be because, I mean, you know, I mean, I love RPGs. I love turn based RPGs. Okay. But it, and I love the characters right. and the story. And right. in State of Decay, too, I mean, it's a game that, like, you have to get hooked into, like, the loop of the game and, right. and enjoying, like, you know, building up here and making it sort of like a story. Like, there's not really a story, but, like, there, there's little elements, you know, it's like a story you make up sort of in your head. So, like, it's not the same thing. Oh. Yeah. So, like, Okay. I probably like what I might not have gotten into State of Decay 2. I didn't have like the time, uh, you know, to like if I had something else like you know nagging at me, maybe I wouldn't have. But yeah, you know, okay. Yeah, okay. one thing I want to say, Secret of Monkey. Out, I mean, yeah, Return to Monkey. Out, okay. Um, if if anybody, if people don't mind, I want to say a little bit of spoilers of uh, Monkey Island 2, which is a very old game, so I'm sure people okay. are probably okay with that. Right, but, game, but for those of you out there that yeah. might be thinking of playing that game, spoiler alert for you. Right, if you haven't played Monkey Island 2, like from however long ago, I don't even know. <laughs> Just cover my um, <laughs> the, So the, the way that game ended, I hated. And this game at least, like, fixes that. Because the way that game ends is, like, it, it it's like you're, it ends with you being, like, your kids and you're, like, playing pirate in, like, an amusement park. Mm-hmm. So like it, it ends in a really weird way, and it just makes it feel like oh like none of this was real. Like what? That's just odd. Um, but then this game starts off with the kids playing in the in the amusement park, and they're actually like the main guy, Guy Bersiewicz's like son, and he's like enacting his father's adventures. And I'm like oh okay. And then he just you know he goes right into that like him talking to his dad and saying like. You know, oh, that's not how my adventure went. That's how it ended, you know. And, and it just goes into a new adventure with him, like him telling, well, him telling his son about uh, a new, you know, a different adventure he doesn't know about. Or something. Yeah. So I did like that. It, it like fixes a, a weird thing from like decades ago, you know, that they left. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Why would you end it like that? Like make your whole story like kind of like fictional nonsense. I see. Yeah. Burley, what have you been playing, man? Uh, I've been uh, on personal time. Keep going through Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Mm -hmm. Really enjoying it. I'm on chapter five. Mm -hmm. um, I started up uh, Sonic Frontiers last week. Okay. Uh, this is this is an interesting Sonic game because yeah. mm -hmm. uh, at first the classic kind of levels you do, mm -hmm. I, I didn't like because they're just like thirty to forty seconds of just run to the exit and like the first couple there are no enemies so it's mm. literally you're just holding the boost button and jumping but the whole thing is for you to get these vault keys so that way you can get the chaos emeralds but like the open world stuff is unique 
my only like I, I, I'm enjoying that, but I kind of hate because they slow you down so you can have these RPG elements to level up your speed and all that. But the reason they did slow you down is because as you're running around this island, you're gonna get horrible popping of just shit that just appears, and you're like, What the? Uh-huh. Now, have you encountered that. have you encountered any time trials yet? Oh, yeah, they're a little like yeah. time trials, like little puzzles. There's puzzles all over. Okay. And you'll hit a switch or something. And it's like get to this other switch that's okay. way across there in 30 seconds or whatever okay. the number is. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you do have that. Combat's not bad. Like the I'll actually one thing I really like is the first one you're going from island one to island two, the first major boss. Okay. You 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 get a mixture of gameplay elements. You've got the Shadow of Colossus because it's a giant mech. You're cl- you gotta <laughs> run and climb up, so it's actually kind of cool doing mm-hmm. that. And then when you get to it, you're you go supersonic spoiler, um, and you're just fighting it, and you have all these different moves you can get and have abilities. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite fun. It's challenging. Like I am playing the game on hard because I'm mm-hmm. sure the game on like the easiest difficulty, I'd be cakewalking through it. Mm-hmm. But hard apparently gives you an extra ending than the true ending. So I was like, ah, okay, I'll just do this. Okay. Yeah. But I I am enjoying it. It I do can tell why people may not like it. Uh-huh. There there are there are elements I like, like the fishing minigame. So mm-hmm. if for some of the stuff that you have to grind to yeah. get to the next levels and continue, mm-hmm. if you've got the coins, you can just do the fishing minigame and it's way easier to get the stuff you need with that. Yeah. You don't feel like doing the puzzles. Right, right. There's just one thing I, I do want to add about God of War Ragnarok. It's like when you're in a boss battle, and you know, it's it's pretty much like that with a lot of the PlayStation games. But you know, it's like a cutscene, mm-hmm. and then it's like it just transitions just instantaneously into a fight, and then you have to you have to push the circle button, you know, <laughs> and then you have to like push L one L one L two. L1, L2, or R1, R2, R1, R2. You know, I just... QTEs, right? Yeah. Quick time events. Yeah, quick time events, man. And sometimes it just gets to me, man. You know, I... I I mean, yeah. I'm not 20 years old anymore, and I don't have the greatest reflexes as I did back when I was a basketball player. But, I mean, it's fun, yeah. But sometimes it gets a little frustrating. Yeah, Go ahead, Well, you can always... I was going to say, I believe in God of War 2018, they actually had that in accessibility... You uh, could turn that stuff off. I'm probably sure Ragnarok has that. I'm as sure well. it does too. I, I I just I didn't look into it or anything <clears throat> yeah. like that. But there, I think there's like four different levels of difficulty. I mean, God of War mm-hmm. is the the of course the the, the toughest mm-hmm. difficulty. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. And Carl, were you going to say something on that? I, I did see people criticize, you know, like the the classic Sony game, you know, for having QTEs still. You know, like Spider Man does that also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I'm sure the other ones, some of several other ones do, but like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really, it doesn't bother me in that. Like the gameplay of the game is so good that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know when you yeah. go to, when you get to an action-based cutscene, like they're just trying to keep you engaged. Oh yeah. They just yeah, want yeah. you to be yeah. doing something. Most of yeah, the time but, it's super easy. It's not hard to complete unless you but, have a disability. But the thing is for me, the thing is for me, I'm, I'm so into the cutscene. Yeah. Right? yeah I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, Whoa, I'm just, like whoa, whoa, and then all of a sudden, oh, R one, R two, oh, oh, you know, it's like you well, know, I, I, I'm so I hear into you the cutscene, you know. So, oh, I hear nice. you because like 
when, when I'll get into cutscenes at times and when I'm streaming, I put yeah. the controller down, do do a little drink, just have a sip my drink. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it happens. You can turn them off. Like a lot of like Spider-Man, you could actually turn it off. In 2018 yeah. Spider-Man, okay. yeah. you can yeah. turn that off in that and in the uh, sequel, Miles, you can turn those off in the was accessibility. It, was it Resident Evil 4 that had that also? Yep, Resident Evil 4 was re- that, that, that okay. was like was, the... Yeah, was there, was there a fight with like, is, is that like the Russian guy with a knife or something? Is that in that game? Or is it the fifth Yep, Krauser. Okay, Krauser. that's the fourth game? Yep. Okay. Because I, I, I specifically remember that in my head as like a, being like a, a significantly long cutscene, and then all of a sudden you have to do some QTE thing, and yeah. I like was definitely not ready, and I died, yeah. and I was like, "Mother, uh. come on, man! <laughs> like this this yeah. cutscene is like too long for me to be doing this. Yeah, yeah. it needs to be like right away when you jump into a cutscene or like a short, you know, part of like in between a battle cutscene." You know? <laughs> Well, that's yeah. that's generally what it does, like the you know yeah, in between, right. you know, and in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I, but still, I mean, it, it it just spontaneously comes up on the screen, and I'm just like, oh, what? you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's it's a great game so far. So I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing you guys talk about it when you get a chance to play it. So, well, but before me, we... I'm, I'm waiting yeah. on my copy to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no so, one's but making anyway. uh, Ashura's Wrath anymore. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Before we get into the. Game. Before we get into the weekly news beat, I, I, I do want to show something to Carl because we talked about this during the morning show, Burley and I did. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, per- pertaining to uh, the Mass Effect, of course, in seven day. So we had that uh, uh, teaser. So I, I wanted to get maybe Carl's uh, take on the teaser that came out. And, uh, you know, uh, what do you think of this, Carl? I mean, do you think when Mass Effect 5 eventually does come out, are we going to be playing just maybe right after the events of Mass Effect 3? Or are they going to stay in the future and uh, go like, uh, you know, uh, from what happened after Mass Effect Andromeda? Uh, because I mean, in this well, teaser, as as Burley and I we talked about, it looks like one of the ships there could possibly be the Normandy. We don't know, but uh, yeah, what what are your thoughts on uh, what they showed in that really short teaser? Yeah, I, I never all the stuff that they shown like it doesn't really doesn't really tell me much. It doesn't really even really excite me, even as like a big fan of the franchise, because it's just I don't know. I just don't believe anything is interesting in these things. Like this is a cool image. Okay, great. Like yeah. it's a it's a nice it's a nice piece of art, but like it doesn't really tell me anything. Um, <clears throat> do I think they're gonna do anything with Andromeda? No, they're gonna completely forget that. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe maybe there'll be a reference right somewhere in it, you know, to like mm-hmm. oh the Andromeda project or whatnot. Um, but I don't think they're gonna bother with that. Uh, I, I kind of feel like they you might be onto like them having to do something relatively close to the end of the timeline of Mass Effect Three because. The way the ending goes in Mass Effect 3, doesn't it, like, tell you, like, this happened, like, hundreds of years, something happened, you know? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember exactly, but, like, there was peace or something. I don't, it was some nonsense. Like, that, that ending, you know, wasn't all that interesting. But uh, Yeah, but they've been teasing a lot, too, that Shepard is, is not dead, you know? So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to bring him back or not. And, of course, the Asari, and I, I mentioned this to Burley during the morning show, uh, the Asari live over a thousand years, so right. there is a possibility. I mean, if if from the trailers we have seen of, you know, of the Asari, uh, it could be in the future. Uh, who knows? 
We don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, because yeah. Liara could be around. Still. Liara could still be around, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, So they bring back Shepard, like, I don't think so, you know? Like, can we, we, we got to do that again? I, I don't know. Maybe just do a new character. Maybe let you even pick, like, can you be an alien? Do I have to be human? Like, give me, give me choices. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then one other piece of news I, I, I just want to quickly go over before we go into the other stories. Of course, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Kevin Conroy, the, the voice oh, of Batman yeah. in the yeah, that, that, that animated series, uh, rest in peace. He, he has passed. Um, yeah. Uh, amazing voice actor. And uh, yeah. So he was in a lot of great stuff. So Yeah, man. So uh, 66 is, you know, yeah. quite young yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know. My parents are older than that, you know, so significantly. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's awful. You know, he's a legend. This guy's yep. a legend. Yep. And he voiced uh, Batman the longest because he also not just did the animated series; he did so many of those other animated films and all that. He also mm-hmm. did uh, Batman in the, the Rocksteady games, mm-hmm. the Arkham games. So. All right, so let's get into the first story. So uh, we're going to talk about Starfield a little bit. So, yeah. So Xbox Games Boss, he says uh, Starfield won't be Skyrim in space. <laughs> so the uh, link to the story here from uh, GameSpot is below for all of you video viewers. So you can go and check that out. So uh, what he does talk about, which is kind of interesting, is when he's mentioning the... Um, the persuasion system that you're going to have in the dialogues in the, in Starfield. And it, when I, when I looked at this, I kind of, it kind of reminded me of the outer worlds playing the outer worlds because the outer worlds also has that persuasion system. So if you build up enough points, you can persuade, you know, the people that you're talking to, to come to your side and, and uh, you know, help you on particular missions and stuff like that. So I think this is going to be quite similar in a way, uh, to that with this persuasion system yeah. and all. But they they actually yeah. showed a little bit of this in one of the Dev Diary things not too long ago, mm-hmm. and it's it's not quite like that. I, I guess I don't remember what other there was another Elder Scrolls maybe that had something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, they you have like a bunch of dialogue choices, and it looks like depending on the choices you make, it will affect like your ability to persuade them. So like. It's almost like a mini game sort of uh, persuasion conversation, and I'm sure your stats will affect you know the, what you can choose and maybe even how well it works. Right, Burley, what do you think of this? Um, uh, yeah, and are you excited for Starfield? Uh, of course, it was delayed into next year, but uh, they're saying it's supposed to come out in the first half of 2023. So, what, what do you think of all this? Uh I'm excited. I'm excited for the for the game Starfield. Um, to say that it won't be Skyrim in space, we'll, we'll wait and see. I I don't exactly trust Bethesda on these. Like it, this is kind of one thing glad about them Microsoft owning them. Um, I am just that I can see all like I can just buy these game get these games through Game Pass. I'm not spending full price on these. Because mm-hmm. it's the thing is like I, uh, some of these RPGs, depending on which one, it'll either hook me or I'll play 15 hours and then just be like, ah, I'm done. I don't need to play anymore. But like the persuasive stuff, like that was something I really liked in the Outer Worlds because I did a persuasive build and it was just funny just to see uh, 
do having all my dialogue choices and just seeing uh, like I would save and reload before I would do some of these events just to see the different uh, options that I would do to play how they play out differently. Like one of the first thing, things you can do with the one guy is I remember he want because I double crossed him. I did the right thing instead of the evil thing, and I kind of uh-huh. persuade with my persuasion skill was so high, so I, I persuaded him to because he was going to have a bunch of guys come in and kill me. And I was like, no, I've actually got 10 other snipers here, or whatever the dialogue was, that are all aimed at you. And then he just runs. He bolts and runs, and his men are like, coward. And then they walk <laughs> away. Yeah, uh, It's fun. I, I also did a persuasion build. There's a lot of good ways to get out of a lot of conflicts with, with just dialogue. But this article... Um, is uh this headline is very misleading uh mm-hmm. it, it's like they they're just trying to be provocative with this headline because if you look at the quote that they use in in the article mm-hmm. they they don't say that they don't say anything about that all he says is he's he's saying it's the thing they're really taking it from the part saying it's not his approach to come in and reskin something right uh, right, 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 right. Lot, well, todd howard would that, not do that yeah so. right like you know, they're saying there's a lot of new things uh, in this game, and and it's like they they have previously said it is Skyrim in space, but in the effect that it's you know it's that type of game, like it's still it's still going to be the the Skyrim Fallout type of game, right? It's just going to be you know there's differences between those franchises, there's differences between in this franchise. It's going to feel like its own thing. It's going to have its own elements, yeah. but it's still going to be that type of a game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's people are probably going to be putting in hundreds of hours into this game. This is kind of going to be like a, a triple a version in a sense of no man's sky when it comes to all the systems you're going to be going to the type of planets you're going to be visiting. And with the amount of bugs that'll be happening. (laughs) Well, look, in another, uh, in another universe, really, we'd be playing a, a nice, a nice version of Starfield that's got a, got a lot of bugs, you know. And, uh, <laughs> that wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Now that we're playing it right now, you know, we'd yeah. all be playing it. But uh, you know, yeah, in, uh, yeah. it will come that's out later, right. and it will probably be pretty polished. I'm gonna say. I think that's that's yeah. the goal is to make yeah. sure that that happens. Oh, I, 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 I hope it is. But I, I it's just like it's the known thing with Bethesda. Just uh, every time one of these games launches, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just I'm I'm going for the funny, being funny with it. Just because like every time day one, you always get these little funny, and most of the bugs are nothing like game breaking. It's more just comedic, yeah. of yeah. like you can throw a bucket on people's heads and they can't see you stealing, so you don't get reported and all that. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, right. yeah, there's always gonna be something like that. And you have to yeah. in these type of games, it's just it's just too massive. Like there's too many variables. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So next up, let's talk about control. Control two is coming, guys. So it was officially announced, and this is from the article on Destructoid. So you guys can go and check that out. So yeah. So Details are non-existent at the moment on what's going to be in the game, but it, it looks like, uh, uh, of course, it's coming to PS5, PC, and Xbox Series X, utilizing Remedy's Northlight engine to create its dimension-splitting worlds. 
Remedy will be charged with publishing duties on console platforms, while 505 Games will handle marketing and release on PC. So yeah, uh, and and I'm really uh, I'm really excited for this because I love the first you know Control game, and I'm really wondering if because Alan Wake Two was already announced, and probably you know the the main character from Control is probably going to have something to do with Alan Wake Two. Because in Control's DLC, obviously, there was a little bit of Alan Wake. And so I have a feeling probably Alan Wake will also be in Control 2. So what do you guys think of this? Are you excited for Control 2? You know, in another universe, we'd be playing... <laughs> That's uh, the second we'd be time playing... you're like, in another universe? <laughs> That's why I'm doing it. I've been going, man. In another universe, we'd be playing Quantum Break 2, and we'd all be very happy. Of course. Would we, no, uh, controls would we... all right. Like I don't. I'm like. I mean. I guess I'm. In, I don't know what it was about control that I wasn't like super into it. I played it when I was on Game Pass, uh-huh. a very little bit. I didn't really get into it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I do like that. There. Yeah. The whole thing with Alan Wake. It's all the same universe. And I would hope that Quantum Break is also in this universe, but they just can't do that because right now no. you know, it's sort of yeah. tied up with Microsoft and. I don't know if that's ever going to come to be one day, but uh, I, I like I like time powers better than these telekinetic powers. They're more unique. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, quantum. Yeah, quantum break was. Uh, yeah, I guess kind of had a mixed bag of reviews and everything when it came out. It was it was successful at the end, but you know, I just think uh, control. You know, was a much, much better success when it came to reviews and everything. So, obviously, and and the sales, right, right. So uh, obviously, they you know decided to to make another one. But uh, yeah, it doesn't have the uh, the awkward like, hey, there's a there's a TV show in the middle of this video game. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Because that was weird. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. That was kind of a new thing in a sense to to put mm-hmm. put it make it like a you know a TV show so you'd have like you know uh, parts of the game and then you would jump into like a twenty minute you know TV sequence yeah so who knows but maybe I, they'll do that for Control too probably mm-hmm. not but <laughs> I mean yeah. but Carl's what like, do you think okay, do you think she'll I'm be interested. in the same yeah. do you think she'll be do you think she'll still be in the same building or is she going to go outside uh, in the second game, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how the game ends. I couldn't really uh, comment on that. Burley, you played Control, right? I played the first couple hours. It's one of those games I played. I really enjoyed, but just other things got in the way, and I haven't gone back to Control. Uh-huh. It, it is one I do need to go back and finish. And it's like uh-huh. after I did play Alan Wake uh, with the remaster that they did last year. Yeah. So it, it makes me really want to go back. Yeah, I could see them tying in Alan Wake because there was the whole DLC with Control. Right, right. Um, but Quantum, Quantum Break, I think, is way too much of a leap. Like you're going to get that in there. <laughs> that's that's great. Too much of a leap for, yeah, Quantum Break and yeah. Quantum Leap, yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe they do the same thing when they, like... Put little little hints in there that it's in the same universe and, and leading into uh, Microsoft funding uh, Quantum Break 2, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You, you you keep yeah. dreaming that. That's all I'll say. Keep the dream alive, man. <laughs> yeah. Rise two. Rise two is happening. Okay. 
<laughs> rise too. That, that that should happen actually. I, I love the first, the rise. Yeah, could but. could be their God of War, but you know they didn't. Uh, nah. Continue. Speaking of God of War, one more time. The, the one of the voice actresses uh, in the game, early on in the game, uh, yeah, she's in uh, the Daredevil series. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which Daredevil series? The one that's already out. Yeah, the one that's already out. Which character? No, yeah, well, for the Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah. So. Who are we talking about here? Uh, I think it's Car- Carrie Ann Moss. I think. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. She's uh, she's in the game, so you'll, she's, you'll see. She was in from from the Matrix. Carrie Ann Moss. Uh no 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 no. Because <laughs> she she was, no, no, she was announced the... in something, but I'm not... sorry, not Carrie Ann Moss. I'm sorry. Uh, what's her what's her name again? She's the blonde haired uh, assistant uh, in the office. Oh, Karen Page. Karen Page. Yes. Yes. The the Karen Page character from uh, Daredevil. I'm trying to remember the actress's name. Is it uh, Deborah Ann Wall? Deborah Ann Wall. Deborah yeah. Ann Wall. Yes. From uh, yes. True Blood. Deborah Ann Wall. Yes. So uh, yeah, she is in God of War Ragnarok. So mm. yeah, good stuff. All right, so let's get into crafting. So how do you guys feel about crafting? So there was a there was a kind of an article that came out in Kotaku. So one of the one of the writers he gave his opinion on crafting. So how do you feel about crafting in games? And I'm just going to read a little bit of what what uh, he says about crafting here. So this is from uh, Zach Zuizen over at Kotaku. So he says, "I get that crafting can be quote I get that crafting can be a useful thing to include in a game, especially open world titles." as it provides a bunch of resources that you can use as exploration rewards. So let me go ahead and uh, open up that there. It also lets developers give you more freedom in theory to create the gear you want when you want it and at your own pace. But now that every game under the sun seems to include some kind of crafting system that's tied into some boring resource economy, I'm just over it all. I'm not having fun. I'm not learning more about the world or the universe of the game. I'm not enjoying my time at all. I'm just looking at which gear has more green arrows or bigger numbers, holding X and trading away scraps of leather, iron and silver for a slightly better thing that I'll soon replace with something else I craft. What a great time. And then he goes on to say, outside of a few rare exceptions like Minecraft, Whenever I start to think about a game's crafting system, I usually have another follow-up thought about how much more enjoyable the game would be if I just found a cool sword instead of having to gather a list of ingredients I needed to forge it. How much more fun would some already great games be if you didn't need to stomp around a large field grabbing every piece of clay or mud you find, end quote. So, of course, the, the this person is bored to death of crafting in games but how do you guys feel about crafting i mean obviously it's been around since the 90s and all but uh you know uh should it be an option in a game i mean uh do you enjoy crafting in games what what do you guys think burley i'll start with you on this one man no i i I, i've hated over the last years because like the things like with uh gotham knights for example You'll craft a, a new weapon. Mm-hmm. Five minutes, five or ten minutes later, you'll get another weapon that's just slightly better 
from random encounters that you'll drop. And it's like, there's no point in crafting. Like, like, like the one, the writer of that article, I'd rather just find cool stuff. And it's like, all the stuff is just, oh, this one gives me slightly better attack. This one has the poison element. All this and that and all these games. And it's like, oh, I'm just breaking these down for material to hope one day I can craft this really good material. It's like, ah, I, I don't care. Like, I haven't cared about crafting in a long time. I think the last game that I actually did like the crafting in was uh, Final Fantasy IX. Because in that okay. game, at least the gear, when you were crafting it, you uh you got they gave you new abilities every piece of equipment and gear in final fantasy 9 gave oh, you different God. abilities and stuff like that so at least made the items worth it other than just a stat game hey you're reminding me of something i hated in that game <laughs> oh <laughs> trying to get the, they, sa- the save the queen the excalibur 2 and all that stuff yeah like, and yeah. just that yeah and like uh, your your skills were tied to like the weapons that you had and you would get them learn them from like using the weapon i was like, this is annoying it's very annoying yeah, i mean for I, me I, I, for uh, for me i mean when it comes to games like say the last of us burley and carl i mean i don't mind crafting in those type of games because in the story obviously you need materials to be able to to survive in that environment you know mm-hmm. so in that type of game yeah i mean i don't mind the crafting system yeah that Go ma- ahead. That, yeah. That, that that one makes sense to me that that i i can agree with like last of us survival horrors Mm -hmm. where the world's gone to shit and you have to craft stuff to survive fair Mm -hmm. enough but like gotham knights and all these other action rpgs and you're just crafting it's like instead of you know making unique items that people you can find in chests and in dungeons and over on the overworld and stuff Mm -hmm. no just just go back to the unique system Make, make you know you don't need to have I know it's a selling feature to have crafting and be like, we have 700 over 700 weapons you can craft. (laughs) It's like maybe two of them are unique and that people care about. Make, you know, 10 to 15 or whatever number that are unique and people are like, because I'll be honest, there in some games, oh, this weapon may not have the highest stat, but it looks cool. It's got this cool, uh, it's got this cool little extra effect I like. Who cares? I'm not doing the highest damage possible. This has got this, and I like this. Carl? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely an oversaturation of crafting in video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very common feature to add to whatever, right? Like every genre seems to kind of throw that in there now. Um, and it, I, I honestly like to whether I, I like it or not, it just really depends on the design of it, how, how well it's incorporated into okay. the game. Because you look at a game like, um, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the crafting is is part of that world, right? Like the, the idea that right. like you're trying to rip parts off of these dinosaurs very specifically, right. you know, to get right. things that you need to make something different, you know? Right. Um, that makes sense. Uh, you know, State of Decay 2, I mean, it's sort of like a weird sim action-y game that, makes a lot of sense for you to be able to craft things because you're you're gathering again it's a it's a post-apocalyptic world and mm-hmm. yeah you know resources are limited so yeah you have to cobble together things uh, so that makes sense there and of course minecraft i think it's more your your like third person action adventure games and your and your rpgs that are all just like trying to jam it in there yeah. you know, like god of war god of war and god of war ragnarok like yeah. does that need crafting i mean 
I didn't dislike it. Uh, you know, uh, it's it not like it added, give me something extra to do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it was a night. Nice, yeah. When it comes to upgrading your weapons and, and your armor and stuff like that. And the same with Assassin's Creed. I mean, you know, what, you know, the, the types of armor that you're using, the type of weapons that you have spears or, or not, you know, swords, you know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause you could cut all of that crafting out of God of war. It wouldn't change the game. Like it's not fundamentally a part of the way that game is, is designed. Right. Yeah. There's no, it's not really a part of the story. Like they have those, those characters, the dwarf guys who are like, are there to justify the crafting sort of, right? Right, like, right, right. They're there right. to do it for you so that you don't have like yeah. Kratos like hammering away. Right. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> right. So like that's that's just like a, a story way of doing it versus a lot of games are just like, yeah, everyone is a crafter. Your main character, he's, he's a fighter. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a smart guy. He's, he's crafting. He does everything. It's just, uh, it's just <laughs> the tedious aspect of having to open up the menus and to you know, to select what you want to have upgraded or crafted and stuff like that. And like in God of War Ragnarok, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it, so. Like, it depends. Like, do they go too much into the minutiae of it? You know, does it feel like I'm getting, I'm crafting things at a good pace where like I'm doing and getting it too often. Like Merle's saying, oh, 700 weapons. I'm like, well, that's probably too much. You know, like it's yeah. happening too often. I don't have to go back to this well too many times. Like, you know, yeah, I kind should, of, it, I was just going to say, kind of like in the image we have here of the division and the division two. I mean, it's like there's so many different weapons, and you know, it just all the grind that you're doing to get particular weapon parts and things like that, and to to create different, you know, uh, muzzles for, you know, for right, pistols yeah. and for for you know, uh, machine guns and things like that. It, it's tedious. It is. Yeah, yeah. and Last of Us yeah. part Last of Us is sort of does a good job of pacing that out. Like you don't get a lot of parts too often, you know, and, and it's set in the world that you can only really do it at certain locations. I mean, you can't, you can craft like your, your disposable stuff, right? But like when you're yeah. using the crafting to improve your weapons, that's only happening at the benches. So the game yeah. is dictating when you can do it. So it's, it's doing a good job yeah. of controlling uh, how often you have to use this feature. Yeah. Um, and you know, like RPGs are very, can be really good or really bad at it because they throw too much crap at you. And they're, sometimes they use it as a crutch where I kind of like, it's kind of replacing maybe an old idea of like, you go to the shop and every time you go to a new town and a shop has a new weapon and you upgrade your weapon that way. Mm -hmm. And now it's instead you just find the items and you upgrade it yourself. So like, yeah. it depends like which one is better than the other. I, I don't know. I mean, like, is it, is it annoying and silly that I'm just buying Every time I go to New Town, I know, all right, I'm getting a new, new weapon. I have to buy all my new weapons here. Yeah. What, what would you guys rather have? And I'll also address this to everyone in the comments section below. Um, would you rather have a load of just generic weapons, like tons of them, and you're constantly getting them? Or would you have a smaller pool, and, but they're all unique? For me, a smaller pool that would be unique, I think, would be better. Because, I mean, you know, just it's just like it could take you so much extra time that you might not want to spend. Uh, and, of course, uh, depending on the environment, depending on the story, um, I might not want to spend that much time on like a zillion types of uh, weapon parts and things like that. So, Carl, how about you? Yeah, yeah I like the limited pool. Well, I like when... 
Yeah, actually, I love when, especially in RPGs, when you get a weapon and you see it on your character, right? It looks different. Yeah. yeah. And if you have like 700 of them, you're probably not going to do that, or they're going to look like so slightly different that yeah. it's not going to matter. This one has a brown pixel here. Oh, this version yeah. has the blue yeah. pixel. <laughs> so, like, Final Fantasy was a great example of that. Like, back in Final Fantasy VII, even Final Fantasy VII Remake does a really good job of like giving you the unique weapons. And actually, even though I don't like Final Fantasy VII's like, weird upgrade system i do like that like each weapon feels like all right there's a reason to use this weapon and the reason to use this weapon later in the game still it's not like this that weapon you got is completely obsolete and you throw in the trash you know like i'm not a huge fan of that being the case all the time like i know a lot of turn-based rpgs that's really what it is but uh if you're gonna do crafting it's a cool way to do it it's like your unique weapon that you like you can keep upgrading to make it useful and it has specific traits that you might want to use at any point in the game. Right. 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 You know, and action adventure games are more about that. Like, you know, obviously God of War, he has very specific weapons that he can switch between and you're going to upgrade right. those over time. Right. They're not going to yeah. go away because, but that's because the game has to be designed around uh, yeah. the, the move set of those weapons. Yeah. I mean, like in God of War Ragnarok, at the in the very early stage of the game, you have both the axe and the the blades. You're using both of them. Sure, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I would expect you. So, yeah, yeah. Until you get there. whereas in the in the first game, I mean that it came <laughs> later. It came later in the game. I think in God of War 2018, where you got the blades again from you know. Your right. Greek yeah. Blades. It was like yeah. it was like halfway through or something. Halfway like through that. the grand the game, but, but where. But but the way that the way they did it, I liked it in that game because it made it fit. Like they did it well, tying it in with the narrative, and it made it feel like, okay, yeah, we're gaining something, and it's unique here. Yeah, well, yeah, unique. If you've never played the other God of War games, right? Uh, right. They do some unique stuff with it in 2018, but it's still pretty much the blades of just the blades of chaos. But it, right. it at least made it feel like unique and yeah, all that whereas right, nowadays right. games it's just like oh this is just the one with better or lower stat i don't care yeah 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 all right so yeah that was our discussion about crafting in video games so let us know in the comments whether you uh like the the crafting systems in games or would you like to see less of it so uh we'd really like to uh hear your comment uh, read your comments so uh yeah so uh yeah, let us know. All right, so next up, guys, topic of the show. So our topic of the show is going to be our holiday 2022 season, uh, holiday season console sales forecast. So we're going to be talking about consoles and uh, what we think is going to sell the least, what we think is going to sell the most this coming holiday season. So our forecast. So yeah, so our, our forecast. And uh, yeah. I have the NPD results, actually. Uh, actually, this is... No, not from NPD. I'm sorry. From VG, uh, VG Charts. Uh, oh, no. Inf information. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that's what I was thinking. Thanks. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> the numbers from 2021's holiday season. So, uh, from October 31st through November 27th. So the Switch sold 1.13 million units worldwide in November. Nearly half of them, 555,000 units, sold during Black Friday week, obviously. 
the Xbox Series X, Series S was second, and uh, PS5 came in third at that time of the year last year. But with the economy the way it is now, I mean, I don't know, guys. What do you think? Uh, are we going to see less console sales this year? Are we going to see more console sales? Um, of course, inflation has uh, maybe something to do with that as well. Um, I think out here in Japan, uh, Japan has been affected just as much as the West when it comes to inflation and high prices and all. But I, I still think this year the Switch will be the number one selling console. Obviously, in Japan, the Switch is going to outperform both PlayStation and Xbox. But I, this is just my opinion. I think the Series S is going to have a very good holiday season out here in Japan. I think the, the Xbox Series S is going to sell well. Whether it's going to come in second, I don't know, but I, I think it's going to do well. Uh, PS5 might rebound. Of course, God of War is going to, there's going to be a heavy push with that as well as some of the other RPGs. So, uh, and then I think the Series X is still going to be third. Uh, you know, I think the S is going to outperform the X. Uh, anyway, out West, what do you guys think? All right. Who, who should go first here? <laughs> I'm already talking, I guess. Whatever. Uh, you know, I think it, there's an there's an outside chance that the Xbox Series, you know, S and X, because of, probably because of the S, sells the most worldwide in, in the in the holiday season. And if you've if you've seen already, there are leaks showing that they are doing the thing that we all expected one day is selling it for two fifty. Um, that's going to be hard to beat. That's going to be a good, it's basically like a stocking stuffer for a lot of people. Um, oh, I mean, wow. 250 still not, not nothing. That's not like a small amount, but like jumping into, uh, you know, as a gift, like you giving gifts to people, um, it's hard to say that you're going to buy like a $500, you know, console. Right. And even the switch, you know, is what? 350. That's the crazy thing. I saw an ad, uh, showing, a leaked ad showing the, the 250 uh, Series S. And then on the same page is the $350 Switch. And I'm like, man, it's weird seeing that being $100 more. Mm -hmm. Was that the OLED Switch or just the regular? That's the OLED. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if it was a regular, they're out their goddamn mind. Yeah. I'm not but, sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're still selling the regular, but it's like they're pushing they're, the OLED. Because... Nah, here in Japan, they're, they're pushing the OLED. I mean, they still yeah. have, they have both on the shelves, but yeah, I mean... In the front of the shelf is the OLED, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, the uh, you know PlayStation raised their prices around the world, except for uh, in uh, in America. So yeah, uh, the U.S. So like that that's gonna have a, a factor yeah. in in this holiday season. Yeah, and Series S looks like they are doing sales, and I'm sure they're gonna do sales in other countries as well. Uh, yeah, that's a good it's thing just... for kids. You know, if you're trying to get a console for kids, here, here's the thing: it comes with like a probably a game pass for like a month or something. Like you don't even have to buy them like a lot of any games. They got something to play right away. Yeah, well, you just you just hit it on the on the head right there, Carl. I mean, with kids, I mean, Pokemon is the big seller out here in Japan, so they're going to have the Pokemon bundles, and yeah, it's that that's what pushes yeah. the Switch over the top every year. Is because Pokemon always comes out at the, you know the, the late part of November, 
right when yeah. the holiday you know season buying rush begins so switch, switch is gonna be huge because and again pokemon pokemon's gonna be huge it's gonna send a lot of copies during holiday season but you're oh, gonna yeah. have your black friday sales of games you're gonna have i mean call of duty is gonna be there right that's gonna sell mm-hmm. really well yeah i think even gotham knights will probably sell really well on on uh <laughs> you know a holiday sale <laughs> specials yeah i mean early, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that game is is decent enough. It's not considered terrible. That like you you know it's gonna be on sale you know for like thirty five. Well, <laughs> speaking know, of Gotham buy. Knights, of course, Burley and I we we just recorded a, a an episode of Extra Take, and of course it's on our Patreon at the moment. It will be coming to the Arena Production yeah. soon. Take a look and check out uh, Burley's assessment of his gameplay of Gotham Knights. So. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not Batman, but people are gonna like you know again for gifts, right? You look at you look at the store, like what do I buy for someone? And it's like you see Gotham, you know that's Batman, right? You need Gotham Knights, yeah. All right. You know all these bad characters. You're like, okay, yeah. like yeah, this is a good thing to grab and give us a gift type thing. You know, I I think for me personally, I think the Series S is gonna overtake everything on sales. Especially like if Carl said uh, uh, what Carl said is true, the 250 in the US, that's gonna be huge. And not to mention, it's just one of those things of people that want to get in next gen with inflation and everything. If you can get in for 300 bucks or 250 or whatever, you can just get in. And it's like, if the because I've heard rumors, I've seen little online rumors, I have to specify. Here in Canada, that that if you buy a Series S, you're going to get a three months of Game Pass with it. Mm-hmm. So you're doing that where you're getting people into Game Pass, just getting them tons of games for them to play, right. and then they're good to go. Just a small and being a small little unit. And mm-hmm. here's the thing: because people, there's still pe- a number of people I know that won't shop online; they will go to stores. And the only of the next gen consoles, like that I've seen. I've only been Series S's. I've never seen a PS5 in store. I've never seen a Series X in store. Yeah, I've seen the Switch OLED. I think the Switch it'll do well. I don't think it'll be number one over here because the the install base is kind of just it's hit that install base where most people if they have if they they already have a Switch there will yeah. be a few that'll buy to the OLED that either want to upgrade or haven't gotten to haven't gotten a Switch yet. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to hit high. PS5, it'll be interesting to see with God of War bundles and the other bundles. Yeah. I think it'll do well, but it's a matter of how many units can you crank out and have out there. Yeah. Because yeah. of the whole the component shortage and all that. Yeah. Series X. Although, Series I X, I think it'll do well, but I think the S is out going to outsell Burley, it. Like two to one. Burley, in, in 2021, what was the, the highest selling console in Canada? Was it the was it the PlayStation or? I I actually don't know to be completely honest with you. Okay. Yeah. I can. And Carl in the up. U.S. in 2021, what was it? The uh, it was the Switch or the PlayStation? Was I don't I don't know actually. I'm not yeah. sure. Because yeah. worldwide, yeah, the Switch was number one, and then yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like stock isn't as big of an issue but though yeah i mean holiday season of course there's gonna be a higher demand so you're gonna they're gonna run out uh, mm-hmm. there are like even with ps5 now like you, there are places we just buy it it's bundles they're all bundles like you know the yeah. god of war or the horizon bundle or whatever yeah you know, they're making they're making you pay 550 
like and even in the US, like, sorry, wow. we didn't raise the price, but you have to pay 550 because you can't buy it without a game, you know, that's yeah. ideal. I would love to only pay 550 like here with the bundles, <laughs> well, there's yeah. 700 and something before tax. I'm Carl, so what's the digital, the PlayStation so digital, PS5 digital edition? How much is that? It's 400. 400. 400. Okay, yeah. So. I feel like it's non-existent though. Like I, I don't feel like they really sell that, that many of those. Yeah. Probably no, because they don't want to because they're making they're probably losing money on that for sure. Yeah. I don't see how they couldn't be. Well, here in Japan like at Yodobashi, it's it's uh, you know, some weeks you have the disc version, the optical version, some weeks you have the digital version. So they're selling yeah. both. If I go to Amazon, can, it, so. it says mm-hmm. It says available by invitation on Horizon uh, Forbidden West's bundles yeah. of both mm-hmm. the regular and the digital, mm-hmm. which yeah. I don't, I'm not going to like look into how that works, but I, I assume well, you can get it. If I request an invitation, will I immediately be able to buy it? How, how does that work? No, how, how it works, you're set in a queue for the invitations. So uh, how to work is all the people that have an invitation whenever they get uh, let's say a stock of 50. The people that have the invitation have the first uh, first chance to get them before the general public. So you guys have a chance, whereas if I, let's say I wanted to just go in and go to Amazon, it goes to you guys first to have. If you guys, they give you so much time. If you choose not to buy it, then those units don't sell. They go to general public. Like we oh, have here them here. We, we have them here like as queue systems with like GameStop and Best Buy and all that for the PlayStation 5 and Series X's. But it's like you, you, you have to be quick if you want them. But it is mostly bundles, like Carl said. Like there's so many, you can't just find just a normal PS5 disc or digital. It's always got to be with a controller and God of War or whatever game right. that they're doing the bundle. I see it says next wave of invites sent 11 11 2022. So I guess, yeah, like they periodically send out invites. Oh, mm. yes. And also happy two year anniversary to the PS5. Yes. And uh, yeah, just done. recently also the, the Series X, of course, turned two as well. And S, so. don't forget. Or at least and Freddy's S. favorite. His, his yes. absolute favorite. <laughs> he sleeps uh, with it every night. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fridge of it. <laughs> that's the x not the s oh yes the s i sleep with all the time yeah, and then exactly. the, the the x is yeah. my fridge yeah <laughs> the series they make a did they make a series s like um wi-fi like router co- and speaker coffee warmer they should make a coffee warmer or like mug warmer you know what i mean because it's got that circle on it they can make like a little mini one that's a coffee one yeah <laughs> come on guys you gotta you gotta yeah. make these silly products yeah. That's the new holiday thing. Yeah. So when it comes to the stores, I mean, out here in Japan, obviously, and I've told you guys this, you know, hundreds of times overs, but I mean, you, you walk into the, the, the electronics, you know, store area where the games are. First thing you see are, are switches and switch software. Then on the sides of the aisles, you see PlayStation. And then in the far back corner is the Xbox. So that's I'm worried about you know like physical. They give it a corner like, in Japan. Right. Xbox is given like a small corner in the back, very far back of the room. But I mean, so what I worry about is the, like the the physical like sales like in, in retail. I think uh, when it comes to PlayStation and, and Switch, obviously, you know that the, that's not a problem. But I mean, I think 
for people that are going to be buying the X or the S out here in Japan, it's going to be online, uh, most likely. So, uh, yeah, because yeah, uh, there's not much of a chance. There's not much of a chance to find them in the, uh, you know, physical retail stores. Go ahead, Carl. Yeah, most people are doing online, you know, yeah. shopping anyway. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know if it, I'm sure you guys mentioned obviously inflation and stuff, but the economy in general, like I think people are more wary of spending uh, more money at this point. Um, so something yeah. like the S is attractive, uh, yeah. you know, especially with things costing so much, like uh, the, man, yeah. the grocery store, man. I, every time, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe in Florida it was actually a little less. I, I don't remember specifically, mm-hmm. but man, I, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm like, I'm not buying this thing because it's, I, I think the price is too high and I don't want to pay that much. You know, yeah. instead of like, you know, you would just be like, that's a little bit much, but like, whatever, it's not that bad. Like, I'm, like, I'm not buying name brand cereal because like, it's the price is absurd. And I'm just buying the yeah. store brand. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's no, like, no. that's in, why a in, lot in, of people in, go to Costco is because Costco, you got the Kirkland brand, you know, just. Well, just yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Kirk, Kirkland brand stuff's good, but like stuff like here, like just a one thing, like a little of those uh, baking soda things you put in the, in your fridge just to to keep things fresh yeah it used yeah. to be 2.99 here you know what they're going out now 5.99 oh 6.99 before the tax oh, yeah like in, in inflation as carl said it's a, it's a major thing yeah so like that's why i i said the series s it's just like if especially if you can get it down 250 us yeah you can get it cheap people are going to go yeah. for the affordable option uh, and most people, if they're buying for themselves, like the Series S, they're like, yeah, I'm willing to make the sacrifice. Of, yeah. I may not get the highest frame weight and all that, get, get yeah. the best graphics, but I can just get in, play some games. Yeah. yeah. And all that. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Well, no hardware for me this uh, holiday season. I have my Series X. I have my PS5. Yeah, I have a Switch. I don't, yeah. I don't need to upgrade Same. or anything. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm holding out for that slim PS5. Yeah, probably next thought, year or the, the year after yeah. of a slimmer PS. But I don't know if there, there's any basis, a good basis. Who that, knows? There, Who that, knows? that and wasn't there also like the one with the disc tray? It was going to be USB C to USB C. If, if yeah, there were any news, part of the rumor. That's if there were any news on it, it would come out here in Japan first, and I haven't heard anything, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe I later mean, next year we'll hear something. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we're in year two right now. I, I still think it's another year off before we get, you know, especially with like you said, inflation, and then of course, you know, prices of chips and everything else, and the designs and stuff. It, I, I just don't think they're they're going to have it ready by next year. Yeah, I mean, if they're, simply, yeah. if they're simply just pulling out the disc drive and it's just going to look like the digital one, but then it comes with the disc drive separate. I'm like. That's not going to make me want to buy it because yeah. it still looks, still, looks, still looks ugly in my opinion. Yeah. It's giant. The thing is so much. Oh, God. I cannot get over. Every time I see it at the Target, how big yeah. it is in the case, I'm like, the thing is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It's a monster. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know in the comments. Uh, are you going to uh, be buying a console this holiday season? What do you think is going to be the 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 biggest selling console of this year will it be the switch will it be the uh in your region will it be the playstation or the series x or s let us know in the comments we'd uh, really love to hear from you so 
All right, Burley, you're up. Deep Next deck. up. Steam yeah, deck. the steam. Hey, that, that's yeah. The you can't buy that. Yeah, yeah, steam <laughs> no, deck, yeah. but you can. Uh, Valve has gotten the stock up, and they're saying on their website yeah. ships within like one to two weeks. So yeah. you could yeah. get those under the tree. But if you're paying those, even the base model is like you could almost buy a Series X or. A PS5. Yeah, I'm glad you brought. Th- I'm glad you brought that up, Carl, because uh, yeah, we'll have to monitor the the sales of the Steam Deck yeah. uh, during the holiday season and see how well it does this year. So. So, Burley, what you're telling me is that demand has dried up. Uh, <laughs> maybe. It, maybe demand has dried up, or maybe they just got that. They did change chips, some of the chips, like the SSD, yeah. so they had a better chance of getting components. Okay. Steam Deck's still a weird one to me, because I think it's successful. Um, it's very popular amongst uh, people like us, right? I don't know that there's penetration outside of that it, it's more of a hobbyist yeah. device yeah here like, in like, japan I, here in japan it's non-existent still i mean yeah it's yeah the switch is gonna gonna kill it obviously yeah it, it's a weird device because it's as cool as it is it's very much like i mean unless i need to actually play games on the go portably somewhere i mean like i can just use my pc you know, I mean, obviously it's cheaper than a gaming PC, but like the, the reason you buy that is then you buy a console, right? But like the reason you buy a gaming PC is because you want like the high resolution, high frame rate, you know? So. Yeah. And all, well, like I've said many times here in Japan, it's <laughs> like if they're not, if, if they're commuting, if they're not playing on a switch, they're playing on a cell phone. So, yeah. I think the use case of someone who's using it like a switch where they're like, I use it portably. And then also I dock it and I play on my TV. Like, I think that's incredibly low. Because again, it doesn't come with that. Like, yeah, it's like an add-on. And... Yeah, that and don't don't go with the Steam Dock. Yeah. The, the 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 Valve official dock. I am very yeah, check unimpre- out our check out our shorts video. Of course, Burley did a, a shorts video for us here on the Arena Productions, and of course, you can check out you know his uh, less than one minute assessment yeah, of the, the Steam Deck dock. Yeah. Oh, you know, quick question on that. Like, I assume obviously you can use like Bluetooth controllers. Like, how, is that that's what you got to do, right? You got to like dock it and you got to get a controller elsewhere it's not like the switch yeah, you, that like you, gives you no that. you you can t- you can oh if you dock it you can if you use like other USB-C docks you can use the dang thing as a controller i have an 8-bit duo controller i bought yeah it's actually the xbox brand one for the uh the uh that they have made for android and it syncs okay. up really easy and it's nice just to have all right. Okay. Let's go ahead and uh, Burley. Let's uh, get to the uh, the PlayStation Plus uh, Extra and Premium for for November. So, what do we got, man? All righty. So, what we got for Extra and Premium is they've released all the Kingdom Hearts games. So, if you're a, if you want to get into the Kingdom Hearts series, there you go. You got a ton of RPGs starting at November fifteenth. Can I Carl, just quickly wait, wait Carl? Wait, Carl. Let him talk. No, no, I just got to interject. The, the, yeah. the, the, not in the picture. Why? Why none of them in the picture? Carl, I don't, I don't. Carl yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have any. Okay, so next time you can search and take all the time to search for all the images. No, no, and no, give no. Them I'm not blaming me. you. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. That's that's the picture that I saw. That's yeah, I know. PlayStation yeah. put out. Where's Kingdom yeah. It's in the picture. Yeah, should be in there, yeah. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Burley. Uh, yeah, no, Sony was dumb for that, not putting that. 
at the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition. Just mm -hmm. so that way when Bethesda gets bored next year and they can release the special special edition. Because <laughs> we all know that's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've also got uh, you've got ugh, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Your good old looter shooter. As well as Rainbow Six Siege and Ghost Recon Breakpoints. I'm calling it now, guys. We're going to next year. I mean, this is for predictions episodes for 2023, obviously, but I'm just going to say right now, we're going to get uh, Ubisoft is going to announce the Division 3 next year. It's about time. I mean, Division 2 has been out for years now. So, yeah, but anyway, yeah that's, it's yeah. been popular enough, right? Yeah. But yeah. So. I'm trying to think, like, have any of these games in this picture not been on Game Pass yet? <laughs> Soulstorm, sure. I, I feel like that did, but I don't remember. I know, I know, it came I don't think Soulstorm's Xbox. been on there yet. Yeah. No, I don't think Xbox it was later, so yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I, I, I can't remember on. if it was, was on uh Game Pass or not, but yeah, Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, you also get Chorus, uh, you also which get... is was recently on Game Pass, so yeah, yeah, The Guardians of uh, Between, which was an indie puzzle, What Remains mm -hmm. of. Edith Fitch, a narrative puzzle from yep. 2017. It's a good game. Uh, yep. As well, we also, you've got Earth Defense Force World Brothers, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain, and one Chanbara Origin yeah. off the PS4. But yeah. earlier in the month, they announced you're going to get a bunch of the Ratchet and Clank titles are coming there now. Yeah. Uh, from the PS3, the PS3 versions of it. So Ratchet and Clank 1, Ratchet and Clank 2, Going Commando, Ratchet and Clank 3, Up Your Arsenal, Ratchet and Clank Deadlocked, and Ratchet Future Tools of Destruction. Mm -hmm. So. And they're not even on this image. Like Carl was saying, it's like if the Kingdom Hearts games aren't on there, why, and why couldn't the. Uh, you know, the Ratchet and Clank image be on there as well. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, those are classics. So, like, I could forgive them for not putting, like, you know, yeah, really, real old games on there. But. Yeah. But that's another, like, yeah. uh, Burley was talking about. I mean, another month without really a big classic selection of games. No, no, no PS1, no PS2. Yeah. Like, the, the Ratchet stuff they announced that way earlier. So, I, 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 I'm willing to forgive them on that not having in this image but it's like you, you could like you gotta try are you guys trying to be like we can be like nintendo we cannot know what our audience wants and promise them shit that never is going to come okay if you're going to be like nintendo on that how would you charge what nintendo charges like 30 dollars <laughs> a year yeah. wait you want to get more money than that a lot more money than that then start cranking out the games like i or at least like i said this on the morning show if you're having trouble getting licenses, just say, like, hey, we're trying some of these licenses for some of these PS1 games. It's been hard to get. We are trying. It's not as easy as we we thought it was going to be. Some developers aren't willing to play ball. Yeah. You don't have to mention names. And then you say that. We at least know you're trying. This way, it just seems like ah, we're just shitting out a few PS4 games on here. Throw yeah, them. Take what, take, take what we give you. Because, like, I'm not willing to... When my premium runs out, and end of December, yeah. I'm just gonna go back to essential. Maybe I'll go to extra if there is a game or two, but I'm not gonna go to premium because they've shown it's not gonna be enough. 
you know, it's funny. It's funny. Earlier this week, too, Miyamoto song over at Nintendo, he was, you know, he was having a, a discussion about, you know, like uh, emulation and backwards compatibility. And he's saying backwards compatibility with Nintendo games are, you know, are better, you know, and uh, easier to do than ever before. Well, if that's the case, Miyamoto song, why don't you start putting more of those N64 and other games on the service? You know, they're like dropping one or two games a uh-huh. month. Just, yeah. I mean, just, just add because more those, of the catalog. Yeah. Those are the hard ones. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but he's saying they're, they're much easier than they have yeah. been before to emulate it. Or to, Where's all the Game Boy Advance games, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Why aren't those there yet? You know how yeah. incredibly easy that is to emulate? Yeah. Well, there's there, there there's so many Super Nintendo games and stuff like that that don't even have yeah. on there. That you yeah. put the first Donkey Kong Country, where's yeah. two and three, like yeah. Yeah. N- yeah. N- Nintendo They're waiting Nintendo. until next year for two, and then the no. year after that for three because they know people are going to continue. They're going to forget about their subscription anyway, and they're you know people are going to say stay subscribed to the service. And yeah, the the only reason I buy the Nintendo one. I'll be honest, Mario Kart for the online, when I play that with my my viewers, yeah. and the cloud save. Cloud save is the only other real reason, because I like having that backup, and that's helped me a few times. It's the only reason. Like, Nintendo... Yeah, you cloud save, yeah, right? It's a big deal. You, yeah. <clears throat> you know, you, I mean, what you said about, like, you're, you're not necessarily going to uh, resubscribe to PS Plus Premium, which... I mean, yeah, when it first launched, like I was like, this is a good library. And if you're a PlayStation gamer, like it makes sense to get this. And, you know, they had Stray in there and it's like, all right, it looks like we might get some new things, you know, but we've had a couple uh, several months pass now. Everything is just so old that they keep putting out. And it's like, I don't like this service wouldn't be for me anymore because it's not that I don't ever play old games. It's not like I didn't play old games on Game Pass, but for the most part, I'm I'm excited about the new things, the day one indies, or even like the somewhat more yeah. recent games that come a little bit late, you know. Even like Chorus, yeah. for example, that's on here. Corvus, Corvus. That game yeah. that game didn't launch into Game Pass, but it did come to Game Pass like a few months later. Right. And then now it's coming even more months later on PS Plus. Right. Yeah. It's almost like they're like they're just mirroring the things that come to Game Pass like a month or two later. Yeah. yeah. Like you're you're we'll very late on, on all your games. And then some of them are just just really like how many year old games? Like people have new games to play. You're putting out like what you think you have you have God of War Ragnarok. Like that's what people are gonna play on your console. Like yeah. If they're not interested in that, you think they're gonna play Skyrim or something? Like I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's the yeah. game that like here, here's here's the really old stuff that you probably you probably played already. Maybe maybe you didn't. Yeah. But you probably weren't interested in. You probably skipped it for a reason. Right. You know, who knows? Like there's, there's a lot of reasons. It's you got to give a better variety. You can't just give really old games. You got to give both. Yeah. 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 And where's the first party? What's the last first party? They didn't have. <laughs> they launched with like what? What did they add? Did they put Returnal on there? And like Miles? Yeah. Miles? Re- Return. Returnal? Yeah. Returnal was on there. Yeah. Yeah, Returnal, think, Demons, yeah. Uh, Demon Souls, Demon Souls. Uh, uh, there, there, there's one more. The other one. Yeah. There, there, there was one more. Uh, yeah, first, was it a for Sp- Spider Man? You had Spider Man, the Spider Man yeah. games. Miles Miles Ratchet Miles. on there. Yeah. Ratchet's not on there yet. Ratchet, uh, Ratchet, Ratchet, Ratchet Come, I think. Part, no, why yeah, put that on there? What are you doing? No, no they, they, okay. they ain't yeah. gonna put. They they, they won't put that one because that's the thing. 
I could I'm, see. I'm, I could look, I would think they should. Yeah, I would even argue you should put Horizon Forbidden West on there already. But I understand why they don't because they're they still put a two-hour trial. Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Two-hour two hour trial. trial. Yeah. Where's the two-hour trial, Burley of yeah. Ragnarok? Huh? What the hell is that? They exactly. May have yeah, that. That's... I have not checked. I have not they checked. Should, it should be on there. Completely honest. Yeah. yeah like, I should. don't even. Is there even like an announcement of what what demos trials they have? Because I I don't. It's not like I see it. They don't yeah. advertise it. No. So. The, the, they 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 do they do but they don't they don't advertise it the way they should yeah and like the thing the thing is there well, is trial like there's a lot more trials than I expected yeah but there's not like there's some ones that make sense like they did do a Horizon one like then they had like the the Tiny Tina's game and like a few other games like that and it's like okay just, yeah just don't expect don't expect PlayStation to put any you know first party you know triple a titles that you know come out at launch onto the service or even months after it launches onto the service because even yoshida song and and the other you know higher up execs even jim ryan i mean they're like that's not our business model and that's not how we're going to do things yeah well good so, luck then good luck. exactly yeah. so trying good to luck. sell trying to sell ratchet copies you could be selling subscriptions i mean yeah yeah gt7 that's, just put that yeah. on the service already like i don't think you're selling that many copies at this point just put that on yeah. You know? Oh, oh, oh GT set. I think GT actually might be on there. I think G Gran Turismo might be on there. I don't know. I guess it was in the launch lineup. It yeah. hasn't been added. Like you know, that's my point. Like they haven't added anything in in the coming months that was like significant. It's just here's a bunch. Let's of let's keep monitoring when we get into next year, like yeah. Horizon Forbidden West and like God of War Ragnarok. And will they put them on the service in 2023? We shall see. You know, hypocritically, I, I feel like they're just going to cry about the the Activision Blizzard deal and how Game Pass is, is such a big deal. They're going to put all the stuff in Game Pass is going to kill us. And then next year, after the deal goes through, they're going to be like, here's all the first party PlayStation games that we haven't put on there yet because we were going to do it. We were just waiting because we didn't want to. We wanted to make the argument <laughs> that our service is, you know, struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to, uh, uh, of course, our uh, picks of the week uh, for the week of November 14th through the 20th. So, Carl, you are first this week. So what what is your pick of the week? Um, uh, my pleasure to have Pentiment as my pick of the week mm -hmm. on November 15th, coming to PC, Xbox One, and Series X and S. From Obsidian, this game is a historical mystery role-playing game that focuses on character development. Heavily stylized art and choice-driven storytelling in early 16th century Germany. Main character is a yeah, is a clever <laughs> illustrator caught up. Uh, a series of murders at Curacao Abbey over 25 years. This character alone possesses the wits and will to expose the killers. But each decision he makes has lasting consequences and inexorable draws sorry inexorably draws him closer to the center of an underlying conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you talking about the fonts uh, mm -hmm. in in the game as well. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. A narrative adventure, most unexpected. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like Obsidian is is a great studio, and um, I expect interesting story and writing from this game. And you know, much like uh, you know, like Return to Monkey Island, like. A story-driven type game, but like this, there's so much. It seems like this is much more of a video game than that. Like, 
there there's there's a lot more uh elements to what this game is doing you know mm-hmm. okay burley you are up next uh what what is your pick of the week i think it's pretty obvious yeah go for it man yeah what is your pick of the week my pick of the week is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet are the first open world RPGs in the Pokemon series. As you open the hallmarks of this series, meeting, teaming up, and with battling, training, and trading Pokemon, you'll be able to immerse yourself in newly, a newly evolved adventure coming only to the Switch Friday, November 18th. So technically, Arceus was open world. So yeah, that's why I did the little. Yeah, hmm, yeah. they yeah. they obviously mean the main line. And so for all of you video yeah. viewers, this is from the Japanese uh, trailer here. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be lines in Yodobashi this coming Friday. I mean, and into the weekend, I might actually go in uh, before we record the podcast mm-hmm. next Saturday and do a shorts video on the line that's going to be inside of, of Yodobashi for, uh, for this game, do it, yeah, for the, do for these it. games. Yeah. Cause every year, I mean, there is a big line with kids and their parents, you know, uh, going to get this game, you know? And, uh, yeah, a lot of kids have been telling me, you know, uh, I'm going to be playing, you know, Scarlet or playing Violet day one. So yeah, it's, it's, it's highly anticipated out here, of course. So, I got I got mine pre uh, digitally and preloaded on my Switch because you can now preload it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can't wait. And Friday is when I start my vacation for my job, so it's nice. <laughs> so I can just stream, do long streams, and just have a lot of fun with this. Nice, nice. Okay, my pick of the week. It's uh, I think it's a little bit late for this game to be releasing. I, I thought it would be released during the Halloween season. But uh, yeah, my pick of the week is the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me. So a series of standalone branching cinematic horror games from the studio behind Until Dawn. Easy to pick up and play in short sessions alone or with friends. The Devil in Me is the fourth game in the series and the season one finale. A group of documentary filmmakers receive a mysterious call inviting them to a modern day replica of serial killer H.H. Holmes's Murder Castle. It's an opportunity that's too good to pass up and could be just the thing they're looking for to win some much-needed public interest. The hotel is the perfect set for their new episode, but things aren't quite as they seem. The crew discover they've been watched and even manipulated, and suddenly there's much more at stake. Yeah. So, yeah. Suddenly, they're dying. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> one by one. Ooh. Maybe all of them will survive yeah. or maybe none of them will survive. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about these dark uh, pictures anthology games. You know, your choices right. matter. So. Don't fail those QTEs, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up, Carl. Thanks a lot. Yeah, because when I play these games... Whenever you're playing oh, it, yeah. ne- ne- never put down the controller. Never put down yeah. the, controller. the controller. Always, yeah. Always be, you know attentive at all times yeah always be villagent uh, <laughs> yeah so it's good stuff man how long yeah. do you think this franchise is going to go like, is it that successful that they're going to continue it well already i think season two is is you know already set so i think there's another three or four games coming at least and then after that we don't know but because uh, yeah. it, it, it all hinges i think i, I think they've been doing well 
and and I'd like to see this keep going well, mm-hmm. but it, it all depends because I think we may, if one of the games doesn't come out well, or if we may be reaching burnout feature soon. It's one of those because yeah, it's one of those things where like I see oh it's a dark picture anthology blah 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 I'm like all right I mean I didn't play any other one so I'm like I'm not gonna play this one whereas like <laughs> whereas the, well because they did the quarry right also yeah. And I saw that. And I'm like, oh, maybe, oh. maybe I'd play that. You know, like I, others I would consider that because it's like a, it's its own thing. The, the the quarry highly recommend. I picked that up. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I need to go back and do more of the endings. Yeah, because it was just so much fun going through the story and seeing how your choice your choices do matter mm-hmm. and like you can and getting the different like the collectibles, the cards. Yeah. Uh, the tarot cards and picking which one you want to pick for the ending yeah. uh, for, at the end to, to show you something really does help you with your decisions because it's like, okay, this can happen here. Oh shit! So I need to <laughs> maybe watch out for this. Uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. I mean, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing these. Uh, I still need to play the 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 one before this, the previous one. Uh, Try to remember. I think it was the one about uh, the uh, the troops in Afghanistan. Or, uh, I think in Iraq or something, and they fall into a cave, and then uh, obviously the spirits from, you know, the Egyptian world or something like that were in, involved. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to playing more of them. So a Little Hope was the last one I played. So a Little Hope was good as well. So. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right, some uh, programming notes. Obviously, uh, of course. Uh, you know, uh, we have the morning show now, Monday through Friday again. Uh, Burley and I, we do that, uh, of course, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3.30 a.m. Pacific Daylight, or Pacific Daylight, uh, Standard Time, I'm sorry. Uh, and then, of course, uh, 11.30 a.m. in the U.K. Uh, and, of course, here in Asia, it's in the evening, starts at 8.30 p.m. So Monday through Friday, we're doing that. And, uh, of course, uh, the the movie Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, is out now. We're going to be watching that and bringing you a review episode of that. So we're really excited about that as well. And, of course, we're doing our uh, Star Wars and or uh, breakdown and discussion episodes. So we're going to be recording episode 10 um, tonight. And, uh, of course, that will be coming to you as well here on the Arena Productions. So stay tuned for that as well. All right, so uh, to end our program and end our episode, it's time for our Indie Recording Artist Spotlight. So this week's spotlight is on Pearl Blanche. Based in Tel Aviv, Pearl Blanche is an artist duo made up of music producer, electronic artist, pianist, and keyboard player uh, Tal Avital and musician Michael Maytal. So... Currently working with some of the biggest names in the Israeli music industry, the pair has produced music for leading local artists, as well as creating original music and soundtracks for commercials, movies, and fashion brands. From the title song of their album called Wait For Me. So this has been The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, episode 111. I've been your host, Expat, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burleyman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. We hope to catch you in the next one. So take care, everyone. Peace out.